At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in our ever-expanding radio land. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through the X Zone Broadcast Network, located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. I am a psychiatrist. I am building on the synchronicity studies of psychiatrist Carl Jung, who was a theoretician, and I am attempting to be more practical about synchronicity. The phrase, connecting with coincidence, is my coincidence brand. It is the name of my book, my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. Be sure to visit my YouTube channel, too. To find any and all of them, please put connecting with coincidence in your search engine. Would you like to know how sensitive you are to coincidences? Take the weird coincidence survey on my website. Coincidences can help with the practical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of your life. They let us know we have abilities like telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, and human GPS. Human GPS is our ability to get to places we need to go without consciously intending to go there. And yet we need to be there and we find that out when we arrive. Coincidences point us towards other intelligences that may be influencing our lives. And they sometimes trick us. Synchronicities offer a path towards spiritual development. Unlike meditation, which is primarily self-involved, synchronicities show us how connected each of us is to our surroundings. Our minds function in our mental atmosphere, the psychosphere. Just as we breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide, we also inspire energy information and send out energy information. The scaffolding of the psychosphere is being strengthened by the rapid development of the Internet. This scaffolding provides support for our psi abilities, telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, and psychokinesis. Our guest today is Lawrence Brown. Lawrence proposes four categories or explanations of coincidences in his book, The Many Faces of Coincidence. His primary focus in that book is explanation. In my view, there are other categories to pay attention to. They include coincidence processes and coincidence uses. But Lawrence has brought to our consciousness some excellent ways of thinking about that third category, explanations. They include random chance, that is a probability that could be calculated mathematically, natural cause, which can be accounted for by standard theories of physical and mental causation, which includes psychodynamic, psychological explanations, and supernatural, supernatural causes, the paranormal elements I mentioned earlier, like telepathy. And the most interesting category to him, and to many of us, synchronicity. He's offering a 
defined definition, a clearer definition of synchronicity, which has been used in so many different ways. Two chapters of Lawrence's book deal with the extraordinary coincidences which occur within cosmology and quantum physics. They demonstrate that our existence on this planet relies on coincidences far more remarkable than anything on the human scale. He describes them as a stunning array of cosmic coincidences that have set the stage for life on Earth. They are both intricate and profuse. It cannot be denied we live in a universe with a profound mystery at its core. The three areas of cosmic coincidences he discusses include the conditions of the Big Bang. What did it take for the Big Bang to happen? The confluence of, quote, Goldilocks, end quote, conditions that made life on Earth possible. And by Goldilocks, it's, rem it's reminding us of, for Goldilocks and the three bears, who found that the porridge of the three bears was one was too hot and one was too cold and one was just right. And that's what we can say about many of these cosmic coincidences. The remarkable thing to me in, one, in this group of cosmic coincidences is chlorophyll. That's not exactly what uh, Lawrence is talking about, but just to have chlorophyll around, that green that's on our plants, convert sunlight into something we can eat, we are actually living on light with chlorophyll as an intermediary. And the conditions that made it possible for chlorophyll to exist in the leaves of our plants that allow us then to survive are part of the great mystery that Lawrence describes in his Goldilocks descriptions of cosmic coincidences. He also points out that as we understand the universe better, the physical universe, we find ourselves in real peril over our own future and of biodiversity. We will be back after a short break with Lawrence Brown. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're focusing on the many faces of coincidence, a book recently published by Lawrence Brown from Australia, who describes different categories of coincidences with the specific focus on explanations. Lawrence was born in the UK in 1951 to parents living in the Far East, and spent much of my, his childhood there in the Far East. Though at the age of nine, he was sent to boarding school in England. 
After second, secondary school at Oxford, he came to Australia, where he has lived much of his life and worked mainly as a teacher of English as a second language. He's married, two daughters, lives in Brisbane. I like that he enjoys bushwalking, which <laughs> is not exactly what we do here in Charlottesville, or when we call it that, but I'd like to go for a bushwalk with you sometime, Lawrence. Sounds mm -hmm. like a lot of fun out there. It's very beautiful. I bet it is. His inner life uh, has been very interesting to him since he's been searching for the possibility of an inner truth. He's been a regular meditator since, 19, in the, uh, since the 1970s. And since his teaching wasn't leading any place for him intellectually and emotionally, he decided to get a Ph.D. degree. And what else would anybody want to get a Ph.D. degree bit but on coincidences? I'm so glad that you did it. And uh, it's so much fun to hear people getting, getting degrees in coincidence studies in some form or another. It's great that you did it. Lawrence is officially retired now and... He is having a good time, as I understand it, uh, talking with people about his new work. Lawrence, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, Bernie. I'm uh, delighted to be on your radio show. Glad to have you. Uh, glad to have you. Uh, how, when did you first get interested in coincidences, and how did you have the, as we said, the Yiddish word is chutzpah, uh, or like uh, cojones to, to, go, yeah. uh, to go for one in, uh, in coincidence studies. So how'd you, get, how'd you do that? Okay, well, that, 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 how I got into it is, was quite interesting. Um, I, was, I came out after school, I came out to Australia and was at university in, in Melbourne. And, uh, and uh, we, we were young, young then, and uh, there were a few experimental substances. And, and one day I was out on a beach at night uh, with my girlfriend at the time. And I, was, I looked up at the stars and, and I was looking at these beautiful patterns which we have in the Southern Hemisphere. It's probably the Southern Cross. And just staring up, up at it, suddenly there came out of me this, this sort of unbidden prayer from wh where I don't know. If there is a true love, please help me. And this started to pour out of me. And I, I just I let that, let it go. And then after that, one thing after another, I bumped into this and bumped into that. And eventually met her. I felt guided after that. So there was something started to change from that, that moment. And I started to get coincidences. Um, that, that, uh, I would like to ask you a little bit more about that. Um, a prayer bubbled up in you on that beach in the under the moonlight, or at least under the starlight, and you felt guided after that. Could you tell us that experience of feeling guided, and also how you knew that she was her for you? Oh, it, it wasn't family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Uh, it wasn't any, any girl involved in this. What do you, is that what you mean by she? Well, I said you were guided. You were looking for love. So I no, no, I wasn't looking. I said if there's a true love. In fact, a true love. True, true love wasn't a romantic love. Ah, excuse me for it being was, a romantic. No, that's okay, because it it was. Um, I felt guided in my life after that, in my life's direction, because at that that time I I didn't feel. You know, I didn't know where I was going. I was young, and and I eventually ended up with a yoga teacher, and and um, from there other things happened, and I I just felt like my steps were taken care of, and then later on, a couple of years later, I became introduced to the I Ching, and doing that for the first time, which is sort of like a a way of of, of sort of encapsulating synchronicity in a. In a, in a structural form, I really was hit. My God, there is something about this this whole thing. 
But when my first one was that, I had no sense before that before that point. But feeling guided was talking to this person and then suggesting to that person and then to this person, to that person. And then one's whole life is kind of on a trajectory. There's a... I, I'm getting the feeling more just in my life is that you can walk around through life and you can ask people questions. And sometimes you get really great answers just by following an intuition to start a conversation with someone. That's right. Yeah. So I think it was like that. Perhaps it was something was dislodged in me. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and then I started seeing things in a different way, that it wasn't anything cosmic, but it was perhaps something quite logical that had happened. But the fact that this thing poured out of me yeah. you know, was remarkable because I didn't believe in God or anything. I was just didn't believe in anything. And yet there's, if there's a true love, and the true love was looking at the stars. It wasn't looking at the girl. It was looking at the stars. Not that I don't, I mean, I like looking at girls, but... The stars was something was 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 resonating in in me, and uh, uh, that, that's that's such an important um, distinction and non-distinction that we're talking about here. Uh, there's a there's a good l- literature in various places that um, the depth of romantic love becomes a step a stepping stone or stairway to more cosmic love for some people. It can be, but it, a romantic be. love, as we know, can also be a, a huge um, trap. A, a huge, <laughs> a huge trap. I'm, uh, a, a huge trap. <laughs> no question about it. But anyway, you're, 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 you, you, you wanted to feel love with the cosmos. I, I suppose. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to find the truth. I wanted ah. to find what is real. Ah, so and, love and, and truth and real had, were synon- synonyms for you. Well, th- well, th- they weren't in in, in intellectually, but yeah. they s- seem somehow something somehow seemed to these these things seem to come together. Got it. Okay, yeah. I, I, I've got the yeah. I got the idea. Okay. I've got the idea. So then, so you began uh, the yoga teacher and, and um, the I Ching and other events and other people that yeah. you talked about, and then um, you somehow developed uh, the intention to do this uh, somewhat odd thing, which is get a, get a PhD or get a degree in coincidence. Well, that was quite a long, lot of time later. That's uh, getting into the, two, two, the 2000s. Um, well, I was teaching in 2009. I, um, I, got, I said, I'm fed up with teaching. I'm getting older and the kids are getting younger. And I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm going to let go. And allow what, um, whatever comes up. If it comes up, it comes up. And a friend of mine said, "Why don't you go to the university and apply to do a PhD?" And I, I did. And um, one person sent me to another person, and and then then to another person. And finally, I met with this chap in the philosophy department, and I had a list of five possible things which I could I could do. Uh, which I thought of doing, like one was a, I hadn't any idea of particularly on coincidences. Coincidence was number four on my list. And that was the only one he liked. So I said, right, we're running with this one. And it happened from there. And um, That that wasn't Lance Storm, was it? No, it wasn't Lance Storm. It was a guy called Phil Dow, who's now in uh, ANU in Canberra. So I didn't know Lance until later. He became an examiner for my PhD. Ah. And... uh, so I started to. I mean, I started to to research into this, and it was excuse fascinating. Me, excuse me, just for the fun of it, I want to hear more about that. Just for the fun of it, this the guy that picked number four from you. His last name sounded like Dow. Phil Dow. I mean, like, I didn't realize that until after the PhD. I said, I just realized your name is Dow. It's pretty amazing. And Phil means love. You know, <laughs> philosophy. So he's Phil Dow. In fact, my whole, God, this is another one. This my whole thing has been a, a Phil Dow uh, experience. Uh, so, so I, I really had no intention of particularly doing that. But I'm glad it was that, and glad he liked it, and and I got on very well with him. And it was he. He really left me alone, and uh, I was really able to do it in the old style of doing PhDs where they don't interfere with you and you're able oh. to explore. And each each chapter of this was just came out as if by itself 
and was structured in a, in a in a very creative way, and 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 basically that's what what's become the book. But to, turning it from a PhD into a book was basically cut the paragraphs in half, and uh, you know put footnotes instead of brackets for references, and just make it presented in a nice way. And that's what I've done. How did <laughs> so, how did you, and yet the nice way um, includes just some very excellent explication of uh, quantum physics. Well, I see. I know nothing. I knew nothing about quantum physics. So I thought, well, it seems to me that there are not only human level coincidences, but there are both quantum tiny coincidences plus cosmic coincidences. Now, the cosmic coincidences are, are quite a few, but quantum seem to be only basically two. And uh, th those two are the double slit experiment, where it's, if someone is watching, uh, if is watching the experiment, the the, the particle, the, the the photon always comes out as a particle, but if they're not watching, it will express itself as a wave. So that is a is a coincidence. The observer is in, involved, even if well, whatever the explanation is. If the observer is looking, it's a particle. If the observer is not looking, it manifests as a wave. But uh, as we can see from the results on the double slit experiment. And the other one is entanglement. You have two, um, a particle which is a, a plus and minus version of the same particle, and they can be separated, and they will, their movements will mirror each other so far beyond the speed of light that it's, it means that time and space must be unreal at, at a very profound level. So that kind of blew my mind uh, <laughs> to researching that area. That's, that's very well said. That's very well said. Um, Let's. We we have about uh, a minute and a half left on this segment. Uh, I want to get into the, um, the 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 macro coincidences, the cosmic coincidences that okay. uh, are the Goldilocks ones, and, mm. and and there are so many of them. Uh, let's just give us a brief summary of them, and then we'll go into some detail. Well, okay. The the Goldilocks idea is that it's not too not too. You know, I remember that there was a cigarette ad when I was young is it's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's <laughs> got the taste. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's like uh, the earth is in a viceroy position or a Goldilocks position, not too far out, not too close. Um, and there are so many of these in our solar system. The uh, circular, the, the planet's orbits are all almost circular, except for Mercury and Pluto. Um the size and the distance of the moon, which we can, uh, it's been described by the the the, the astronomer John Barrow as Earth's dancing partner. Without the moon, the length of the day would be a quarter of what it is now, and if that was the case, life could no, not possibly have emerged because it wouldn't have had the stability. And uh, uh, well, we're coming to the end of this, but I didn't know that okay. one about the moon makes the day more. The day longer. We'll come back to the moon uh, okay. and other things uh, in our next segment after a short break. Okay. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. back to CC with BB. Our guest today is Lawrence Brown, author of the recently published book, 
the many faces of coincidences. I love the title because it it's right up my line looking for categories and coincidences. And what we're talking about um, the cosmic coincidences that allow life on Earth to exist as it is. And we we're just talking about the moon and and. My favorite thing about the moon is that uh, you can get an eclipse, which, which is a way of saying that from where we're standing, the sun and the moon look like they're about the same size. And the proportion of the distance and the diameter of each of those heavenly orbs makes it so they look like they're the same size. The moon's smaller and it's closer. And the proportion makes the moon the same size as the sun. So the ancients didn't know the difference. They Just one was cooler than the other. And they could attribute... Uh, qualities to them as being at the same level but this idea that the uh, that the moon stabilizes the day to 24 rather than a quarter of that could you tell us a little more about that Lawrence well I don't know too much about that except that I, I read it that yeah. w w without the moon the length of the day would be a quarter of what it is now um, and also it's it stabilizes the earth's orbit and uh, and it so, so it's kind of that's why that's why John Barrow calls it the dancing partner. It's sort of mm -hmm. they hold each other together by their gravity, and uh, if there was one or two degrees shift in the uh, Earth's orbit, there could be an ice age. So there would be these shifts which would would make us far less stable, and the conditions for for you know having life and and allowing the oceans to settle and the volcanoes to settle wouldn't wouldn't happen. Huh. So that, there's, that's what texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232 one thing that's one of them what else oh another one is the uh, in the hist hist we have uh, beyond us is jupiter and saturn and in the early part of the the solar system the, 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 the these planets by their gravity pulled away a lot of the space debris and asteroids that might otherwise have hit hit the earth and we could still be suffering from that now if the, these weren't there um, so, you know, it could be that Jupiter is a huge protector of the Earth. That we, When we look up at that particular second brightest um, planet in the sky, we don't realize that without that, we wouldn't be here. Without the moon, we wouldn't be here. Huh. Obviously, without the sun, we wouldn't be here. But all these things, uh, you know, it's all pretty very interesting. And not only that... Um, the Earth and the Sun are the just the right size for each other, and the Earth's uh, distance, uh, as as I said, is is in the Goldilocks zone for life. And but we're so we're a Goldilocks planet in the Goldilocks zone of the Goldilocks part of the galaxy. So in the galaxy, if we were any closer, it would be too close. It would be if we were any further away, it would be too far away. This is according to Michio Kaku, uh, one of his books. So we're definitely in a Goldilocks. So all that can be ascribed by chance. So in a, in a vast infinite universe, which it seems, there are more galaxies or than, than sand on the beach, very possibly. I don't know, but this is from what I've been reading. It's likely that a planet of this precision would exist somewhere. But whether there's any in any others in this galaxy is is absolutely, you know, we don't know. They always say, oh, yeah, we found a new exoplanet with Goldilocks conditions. But it, it never quite appears to be right. So this is unbelievably incredible, impeccable. 
There's also, there's also a book that I read, uh, that I, I didn't read. I saw the title. It's called The Three Big Bangs. And the first Big Bang is the Big Bang of the Universe. The second Big Bang is the Big Bang of Life. How did life come out of chemicals? And the third Big Bang is the Big Bang of Consciousness. So those are all you know, explanations which they haven't got to yet. But these are not the only cosmic coincidences. Yeah. Another lot are called the, cos the, the constants of nature. And uh, these are the seemingly arbitrary numbers that underpin the laws of physics. And there's some debate as to how many. Perhaps there are 20 or 30. But one of these is the cosmological constant, which explains why the expansion of the universe is accelerating. Uh, when it was first discovered in 1998, it was found to be 10, 10 to the 120th times less than what had been expected by quantum th theory. And I'm reading this now. And were it only a 10 to the 119th times less, galaxies would not have been formed. Had it a negative value, the universe would have collapsed on itself before life was even a possibility. Uh, according to Paul Davis, one measure of what is involved can be given in terms of coin flipping. The odds of 10 to the 120 to 1 is like getting no fewer than 400 heads 400 times in a row. I mean... You can't get heads 400 times in a row. If the, as he says, if the existence of life in the universe is just a coincidence, then those are the odds against our being here. The level of flukiness seems too much to swallow, he says. And, the, and these figures dwarf into almost complete insignificance any of the low probably, pr probability coincidences that, uh, that, that, that are so often the cause of controversy here on Earth. Like someone, uh, if someone wins the lottery twice or something very unexpected happens. The fact that we exist is so unbelievable and so many subtle factors coming together. But uh, people aren't aware of it and are destroying this incredible planet, which may be one in, a, one in an octillion or something like that. Oh. Uh <laughs> Hey, that that is your third uh, idea in this uh, section. But would you talk about some other the some other the uh, Goldilocks? Uh, oh, the Goldilocks, right? The capacities. Well, I don't. You, I mean, I, I'm not too. There's things like tectonic plates, and you know, as you say, chlorophyll, and it's so many of these things. I haven't actually really got into them, um, but. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we can leave. We can leave them alone. <laughs> we can leave uh, them for now, because uh, I I read some of them too, and I, I don't remember them. But th there are a yeah. bunch of them. Uh, there's something about uh, protons and neutrons and uh, their ratio, or electrons and their ratio, that it's somehow just right for a balance yeah. or the weight. I mean, of there's. Them. Yeah, I, I don't know that one, but there's all these things that are just so finely tuned together. Now the 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 um si the scientists who you can say the more atheistic scientists just say, "Well, we live in a well, uh, a universe of, you know, a hundred to the five hundredths, you know, some enormous number of possible universes. Therefore, there must be one that has these these, um, you know, l l uh, wonderful situation as we have, and therefore we're living in it. So therefore, there's not chances. It's just that's how it is." It's just a brute fact. So you can't say, well, because of this, therefore, God exists or something like that. All you can do is marvel at the intricacy of it. And how do you how do you think about it? Do you just marvel, or do you think of something? Else I think well, no. Well, I, I think well. That's it. Brings me down to the, my, you know, my real interest in this area is what is going on when a synchronicity happens. Yes. You know, I mean that. Is, it kind of blows your mind because it can be so acute and so um, so the impact can be so great that you you know you wonder wow and Jung said basically said there were three, well I'll just give the example of of, of one that I had which uh, yeah. I think I related to you yes you did was I, I was sitting on an airplane and uh, I was listening to an an iPod. And there were, the chap was talking about um, people with frozen emotions, and um, and he said if you have frozen emotions, you don't. It's like f frostbite. You don't actually feel your limbs. 
if you don't actually feel your limbs until they start to thaw, and then it's very painful. And I, th and I thought, well, that's a very good analogy, but it doesn't really refer to me. And then I was just glancing around, and on the tea table of the lady sitting next to me on the, on the plane, uh, she had a, there was a novel, and the name of the novel was Frostbite. And when I saw that, there was an instant recognition, before I analyzed it, of, ah, it does refer to me. Hmm. And, uh, and so what, do you what, think, what, do you, what do you think was going on there and what did well, it mean for you? Okay, so okay, well, what it meant for me is that I do, probably do have frozen emotions and I have to be more aware of that and not just dismiss it. So it's a very simple one. It wasn't like a sort of super duper thing. Um, but um, but having a fair, read but, a lot of... But, but a useful one to you. It, it, you it was useful. It absolutely it, it, useful. It's, it startled you and yeah. made you feel uh, that it was referring to you and it became a message to you about you, which is yes. fundamental but, the whole coincidence. Yes, but the interpretation was after the synchronicity. And the interpretation can be you know, it's, it's, that's, that's my personal way of looking at it. But the synchronicity was that moment of what Jung called meaning equivalence between the inner in my psyche and the external in the physical world. And he, he I, looking through his stuff, there are basically three ingredients for a full-blown co uh, synchronicity. And one is meaningful co coincidence. A second is what he called absolute knowledge. It's just like an absolute knowing before you conceptualize. And the third was is what he said is a sense of the numinous. So those, and those are very similar. What he, um, it's almost like a, a, a mystical experience, especially certainly in nature mysticism, when you see something beautiful and then you just stop. And there's an equivalence between yourself and the, and the view. And there's an absolute knowing that it's it is beautiful without even the word beautiful, and there's a sense of awe. I'll yeah. give you an, another. I'd like to give another example because this usually these things happen to yourself, but observing it to happen to someone else is also very interesting. And in this case, it was my cousin, and my cousin had recently been divorced. She, she's in England, and I went to see her, and I I bought a book with me, which I. I thought might be useful for her. It was, it was called, it's called Gamma Healing. And um, I went to her house and her daughter was there and said, oh, mum's on the phone. You, you just, uh, you know, sit around, have a seat and wait a moment. And she was on the phone for a while. And finally she got off the phone and said, came in and said, oh, I'm sorry. And, and then I just, I shoved the book in straight into her. It wasn't wrapped or anything like that. And she looked at it and goes, ah. Oh, and I said, what's happened? He said, I can't believe it. I just got a job with a company called Gamma. Hmm. And the book's name was Gamma Healing. And hmm. she just saw the net thing. It reflected straight back to her. And since then, she's done very well in that job and has been a Gamma Healing. And she's probably never even opened that book. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so, you know, these I... things, when they happen like that, it's like, it's... Uh, and pretty hot stuff. It's pretty and hot it's stuff. an indication, yeah. Yeah, and it's an indication of what? Well, for her, it's an indication that there's a there's something something right going on. There's something there's an in, there's an in, there's a protection. There's little hints from life that you're okay. Yeah, that very uh, that, subtle things can be. That, that's yeah. probably in my categorization of use uses, confirmation tends to be the most common one that yeah. coincidences are used for. Yeah. Now, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment, and these, I want to... These segments wanna... are going fast. <laughs> always <laughs> when you're having fun, Leonard, always when you're having fun, oh, yeah. Lawrence. So yeah. we're having fun, and, and that's and what I want to get to the most fun for you and me is let's talk about explanation in our last segment. So okay, we'll, we'll be, do that. Good. We'll be back after a short break. <clears throat>
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to CC with BB. Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, that's me. Our guest today is Lawrence Brown. And we've been talking about a variety of things, but we're going to head for the central core right now of Lawrence's thinking, uh, explanations for synchronicities. And he does that by dividing uh, coincidences into several categories, which we'll go through uh, quickly, because I want to get to uh, the synchronicity category. That's where the most fun is. Okay. okay, well, um, just one thing I found doing this is the categories get mixed up really oh, yeah. easily. Oh, yeah. So the actual categorization is extremely difficult. As a theoretical idea, it's a good one, but actually to pin something down can be pretty tough. Um, and let me describe, let me t- say one problem uh, with it. It's, um, it's not just one explanation. Um, that every coincidence has, at least yeah. theoretically, a probability. Yes. So that's a that's a that's a quality of a coincidence is to have a probability. It's not necessarily an explanation. Okay. A probability. No, I'm and yeah, right. Okay. No, that's right. So you mean a probability of happening? Yes. 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 Okay. So if something has a low probability of happening it can still be chance and not synchronicity. And a synchronicity can have a much higher chance of happening and can be synchronistic. And uh, the synchronistic quality is far more significant than its chance factor. Ah, I hadn't thought of that, baby, although I run into that, too. <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought of that one. Okay, so that's 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 part of the fun of this. That's good. That's good. A low, high probability, medium probability can be highly synchronistic. That's and good. low probability doesn't mean synchronicity. Although it tends to be in that direction. And well, medium- it can be. No, I, I think there should be a distinction between a synchronicity, which is a meaningful coincidence that touches the heart, and a wow factor synchronicity. Is, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like two golfers whose balls hit each other, you know, they're both hitting the ball at the same time. The balls hit and fall down. They go and say hello, and their names are both Kevin O'Brien. I mean, that's that may be meaningful, but it's it's usually put in those books as a wow factor, uh, a wow factor coincidence rather than a meaningful coincidence, and there's a very important distinction there. That's good. That's good. Okay, please keep t- please talking about what you're thinking about there. Very good. Well, uh, it, um, see, it doesn't necessarily have, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it. That's not the same as, like your heart is touched. Oh, yeah. No, I, I really do get that. I think what I, what I mean is please go on about uh, explanation and other forms because I okay. think you're making right. an excellent, so, excellent distinction there. Excellent. All right. So my basic four car- uh, categories was, you know, chance, 
uh, someone wins the lottery is chance. Uh, the next one is causal categories. And the most interesting things of these are uh, simultaneous inventions. Uh, so you have uh, Wallace and Darwin both coming up with a theory of evolution at the same time. Well, why? Is that a is that a chance coincidence? No, they both read Malthus, Thomas Malthus, um, his book about uh, population, and so you and the same and then and you look at this stuff that, and you know that how many people invented the light bulb or the telephone at the same time because the technological uh, structure was there for these inventions to occur. So you have what's called common cause coincidences. Another good one is people saying the same thing at the same time. And that could be because there's a sort of seed planted, say, two minutes earlier in the conversation, which causes their chains of thought to go a similar way. And they go, wow, I was thinking just that. Well, that's not, a not necessarily a synchronicity. There's causal chains involved. So the whole causal area is very interesting as well. Yes. Um, and then you have things like... Um, knowing who's on the phone and yeah. and and then thinking you know who's on the phone and then finding it's somebody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so there's all you know so that there are you know this one story i have there is this woman's at, at um uh is this woman's at, at dinner with someone, and suddenly she said, I've got to go home, something's wrong with my husband, and there hasn't been a phone call or anything. So she rushes home and finds him on the floor, and he's um, he's had a heart attack. So she calls the ambulance, and he's okay. So that, to me, is is telepathic, and, and however that works, I don't know, but it's, it's some sort of sixth sense that she had. If yeah. there's any synchronicity, it's that she arrived before he had died. Yeah, was able to save him. So you yeah. have the two two factors there at the same time, but you kind of have to separate the A from the B, and in uh, not necessarily lump it all in one one area. I'm just thinking about what you're saying, um, because I had not used registering in the heart as a way of defining uh, synchronicity. It touches the heart. As much as the mind, yeah. it's something. Yeah, this this is a quote from Mary Louise von Franz, uh, which I have in my my book, and um, it's very beautiful. It's something very. It's a, it. There's a, a there's a beautiful, numinous, magical quality, where you just feel. Oh, I think a true synchronicity has that, mm. and and what's behind it? Because um, we we will so, certainly run out of time now. Jung suggested this idea of the unus mundus, which is, means the one world, and and he, he said he said, and this is now called dual aspect theory. It's it's become it's called the the Pauli Jung uh, conjecture in official philosophical circles, um, um, coined by a guy called Harold Atmansbacher, and this idea that there is a that the mind is not an epiphenomenon of the brain. The consciousness does not come out of matter, that both matter and psyche are two aspects of one unbroken unity. That's the one world, the unus mundus. And when we have a synchronistic experience, in that moment, somehow, the gates are open, when and for me, frostbite, the inner and outer frostbites become one, and you get back to that unity again, just for a split second. And uh, and you don't you you get that in synchronistic experiences. And for my cousin, seeing Gamma, and Gamma had just given her a job, just a touching of the heart on that. She saw the one world, but as soon as you think about it, two worlds again. <laughs> as soon as you think about it, it's two worlds again. Yeah, that's good. So, good. what your the seer and the seen becomes two, and not one, because in the, in the synchronistic moment, the barrier just falls for that split second. Ha 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 ha. Good.
It's, uh, I don't have a question right now. I'm just thinking about what you're saying. So uh, it's really cool. So that's good. You know, let yeah. it, let it, let what come, let the open the filter and yeah, let, come, yeah. let, well, it, let, let it out. Well, my last chapter is about the Tao, because Jung's very interested in that, and and really the a lot of this stuff discovered. The Chinese already have that sense. Uh, in their traditional philosophy. And in their paintings, they try and capture that, in their poetry as well. This this sense that there is an incredibly profound interconnection. And uh, it's, it's, and the Tao is a much more ancient dual aspect concept with yin and yang, much more ancient than the Unus Mundus, much broader. And to me, it, it, it really works as a way of of uh, of understanding it theoretically, um, which is already already there. I haven't really got into the Indian philosophy's way of looking at it, but I have uh, it in the Chinese, possibly because I was brought up in the Far East. Yes, uh, we we have about two minutes left, and I I think you're familiar with uh, Jung using the I Ching to ask the I Ching just what it was here for, what its job was. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, you know, that Jung's mostly widely read, Jung is famous, he's written so many books and volumes, his most widely read piece of, uh, piece of writing is his Forward to the Wilhelm I Ching. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing people have read most about Jung, where he said, well, I could have asked the he, he he consults it and he says, "Well, I could have asked the question again, but but it would be impolite. <laughs> it only gives it gives one answer in that moment." <laughs> Was that the is that the cauldron that uh, the I think ting, it may have may, it may it may have been the thing. Because that was what uh, that's what I recall, and that the cauldron is a is a holder of food and translated into a holder of spiritual energy and information. That's right. But another thing is what I've felt is that the the oracle is everywhere. That the gates between this world and the other world and the two worlds, our inner world and outer world, are more amorphous than we usually tend to think. And yes. little hints from outside can come and touch us inside. Yes. And, and and as we come to the end of this, and that's a wonderful <laughs> end to get to, is that yeah. coincidences alert us to the symbolic aspects of uh, lots of stuff that's going around. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, absolutely. It, it, it can make you crazy if you see too many of them and try to yes. interpret them. But if yeah. you can walk around and have a little detector that allows you to say, this one I'm going to pay attention to, there's yeah. a lot of information coming to us from around it's us. Unbelievable amount of information. And we're so we're always, answers are everywhere. Answers are everywhere. Lawrence Brown, you've answered some wonderful <laughs> questions for us. Thank you for being on the program with me. 